Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Previously on The Legacy of Gaia. Perhaps his brother might be the assassin sent back to murder his family and do them a service by politely killing them in their sleep. This is episode three of The Legacy of Gaia. Serene had by now gathered her class up and was escorting them outside of the Valhalla gates as protocol stated after an emergency. Rose looked around her at the top of this mountain and felt overwhelmed by its beauty. The fields were rich and plentiful and flowed like a green river that paused for an eternity so that generations could gaze on it at this perfect moment in time. The sounds of the bustling village rising up from underneath them filled her with excitement and she could almost taste the sweetness on the wind. She was dizzy from all the senses surrounding her. She breathed in the cool, fresh air and looked back up at the Valhalla. She couldn't wait to be able to get to the top and look out over the country. She saw a lone, white statue that pride of place near the top of the building. She wondered what the view was like from up there, overlooking the lands. She knew that the statue was one of the most important men in history, the founder of Norheath, Diego Manstru, who was one of the 15 that Guy had chosen to accompany him. But she knew nothing more about the man himself. She couldn't quite see him in detail, but it looked like he wore a long cloak and held a huge sword embedded firmly in the ground in front of him. It was as if he was keeping watch over everyone in the world, protecting them. The country was an important one to protect. It was the first place that accepted humans and titans alike where they could be found living together in harmony. Since the Great Wars, that was a huge step. Her friends had told her before she moved that once you join Norheath, you're no longer one of your own, you're one of them. Some called it paradise and others a prison. It was true that hardly anyone here ventured outside of the country. This might be because of the strict border control, but it did not mean that you were trapped In fact, to Rose, it seemed everyone was happy here. Why would they leave? The villagers would normally not even travel out of the village, let alone the country. It was peaceful. They worked off the land and it was their home. Out there were unchecked lands, unruly titans and much worse things that she dared not even entertain the thought of. 
At least in Norheath, they were safe. Rose turned around to see Hemro just sitting by himself, playing with the grass by skimming his hand over the top of the blades, while the other kids laughed away with their own groups of friends. What are you doing? she asked. Hemro looked up to see Rose looking over him, like an angelic vision against the clear blue sky. Nothing, answered Hemro. He pulled up a clump of grass and threw it in front of him. I hate Naya. Why do you say that? Out of everyone in my class, he's the only one that speaks to me. Can you believe he's the closest thing I have to a best friend at school? And I hate him. What does that say? I know it's not his fault, though. Ever since he turned up, when we were little, he's always been the most powerful one. I can't even do the easy cue techniques. I don't even know why I bother. Come on now, said Rose sternly, and she hated people feeling sorry for themselves. It can't be all that bad. All I have is my friend Finn, but he's not in my class. Everyone there calls me a freak or an idiot. I don't know which is worse. It's because of my eyes, I know it is. Oh, I hate them, they're so ugly. Come on, Hemi, you don't mind if I call you that, do you? Hemo shook his head. Rose smiled and placed a hand on his shoulder. Good. Now, I think you have the most unique eyes I have ever seen. You look like a cat, and I love cats. Hemro smiled. In fact, I wish I had eyes like that. I bet you can see right over the mountains. And she put her arm around him. Well, I can actually, answered Hemro. I can see far further than anyone else here. Well, I guess that's something. Well, there you go. Surely you beat Naya on that said Rose, rocking him gently to one side. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. And isn't the whole point of Gaia that we were all born with the same amount of power? That we're all born equals? Yeah, but it doesn't always turn out that way, does it? Hemro stood up and took a deep breath. He placed his hand gently on Rose's shoulder and smiled. Hmm. You're it. Off he ran like the wind. She watched him playfully dash into a thick forest and hide behind a tree. All the students here, all the chosen, had to be athletically fit, and watching him run like that reminded her of what her grandmother used to say. If you can't run fast enough in life, it'll catch you up. Although, she wasn't quite sure what that meant. She followed him, and soon they were running through the trees. The sun shone down, cutting through the bright green leaves onto the dusty ground, creating a golden glow that felt warm against her skin. They ran around, chasing one another, laughing, and forgetting everything that had happened that morning. But it wasn't for long. A loud sound erupted from within the Valhalla. It sounded like an elephant roaring in anger. And as they emerged from the forest, they could see the other children going back inside the school gates. They followed quickly, and passed between the huge wooden doors and onto the courtyard. They could see Serene beckoning them from over the other side, surrounded by their classmates. As they got closer... They could hear murmurings of the children. Something important was happening. Can I have everybody's attention, please? Serene clapped her hands together. Our leader, Theus, has announced an emergency meeting in the Great Hall. Now, we go in one class at a time, and when you follow me, please walk in two at a time and follow those in front to sit in the appropriate row. Do not just sit where you want. Go in quickly and quietly as Theus will be waiting. As they were led into the Valhalla, Rose wondered if every day was like this. It was certainly very exciting. 
All that she could hear as she walked down the long corridor leading to the great hall was the shuffling of feet. No one dared speak a word. The eyes of numerous paintings of people she didn't know looked down upon them as if waiting for them to utter a word so they could punish them. Rose had walked inside the great hall before, but it was just a huge empty space. There was nothing particularly incredible about it but its sheer size. However, as she now stepped inside, she was shocked by how full it had become. It felt like the entire room would burst at the seams. There must have been hundreds of students sitting in the middle and a good number of teachers sitting against the walls. They took their seats and she found herself between Hemero and a large overweight boy with messy brown hair who looked like he was going to pop from his tight white shirt and horrid brown trousers. Rose thought it was utterly disgusting that someone should wear something that small for their body size as it wasn't flattering in the slightest. His chubby, red-cheeked face gave her a smile and she managed to give one back before turning to the empty stage in front of them. The silence was tantamount to deafening. She could hear her heart beating, the heavy breath of the overweight boy beside her and the annoying noise of Hemero chewing on his nails. She looked back to see everyone still taking their seats and she gave a little sigh. It was certainly a true test of stamina to be able to be quiet for so long. She itched against her seat and found herself getting uncomfortable until finally Theus appeared on the stage. Hail the Chosen, Gaia commends you. Theus boomed around the hall. His voice bounced off the ancient stone walls. She could see behind him the engravings of the names of all the Chosen who had made a significant contribution to Norheath. She knew it was a great honour to be put on that wall, Also, she had been told when she was shown around the school, but as there were so many names up there that, to Rose, in a strange way, it made them seem quite the opposite. It was just a list of names. She looked around a bit more and dotted around the Great Hall were busts of all the former headmasters, including Theus. Underneath these, looking mostly bored, were the Valhalla teachers. There must have been about a hundred or so, all specialising in different areas, and all were deemed chosen no matter if you are Valhalla trained or not. Among the different areas of specialties were the mastery of Q, swordplay, hand-to-hand combat, riding, archery, strategy, languages, gymnastics, summoning, and lots more. They all looked completely different. Some teachers dressed appropriately with sensible hair. Others were quite radical and wore garments such as cloaks, armour, masks, hats, hoods, glasses, jackets, and tight skimpy outfits of all different variations and colours. It reminded Rose somewhat of a kaleidoscope or one of Delaniford's monthly fashion disasters. She looked up to these chosen teachers with great respect and admiration because Rose wanted to be one of them. She did not want to go on missions or to be involved in wars like some of the others, but to be a teacher. It's what she wanted, but she knew it would mean having to be the top of her class and if Nyakax was as powerful as he seems, then that might be a problem. Gaia commends you, the pupils chanted back. Today you might have noticed the alarm bell that went off. Firstly, may I say thank you to the teachers who acted responsibly to keep their children safe. At this point, Rose noticed Theus was staring at Serene, who was looking at her feet. This was not an attack, but a stealth operation to seize a valuable item from within the tombs of the Valhalla. We believe it to be the work of the Dark Clans. But we are currently finding out how they got past our defences so effectively. We believe they escaped. 
Theus was suddenly interrupted by a boy standing up shouting, But Nia almost had one of them! Nia Cax! Nia Cax! Suddenly the room began chanting his name, but Nyakax looked completely emotionless and just continued staring ahead at Theus with his cold eyes. That's enough! Theus shouted to quieten the rabble. Nyakax put himself and others at risk by deciding to fight him. It would have been far safer for the stranger to have escaped rather than back him into a corner. None of you are chosen yet, so do not act like you are. Theus was now staring intently at Nyakax, who was merely sitting there looking right back at him. Now, we believe that this person triggered an alarm and stole the first thing they could. Therefore, nothing of great worth has been stolen, and there is no need to worry. I want everyone to know that classes will resume as normal. The pupils groaned. As from tomorrow. Now go home and enjoy the rest of the day in the sun. Everyone got up and cheered as Theus walked off the stage and out of the hall. Rose could see Hemero was watching Theus, his expression worried. She followed his gaze and noticed Theus in a small stone corridor by the side of the stage, talking to what looked like a tall man with many gangly spider-like arms. But she couldn't quite make him out. Was that a titan? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who's that? asked Rose, expecting Hemero to reply. But instead, the overweight child answered. Him? Well, that's the caretaker, Aslo. You must be new. Aslo looks after the place. He's a titan. And a nice one at that. Been here for as long as Theus, I've been told. Well, if not longer. Rose felt the boy's eyes looking at her dress. It made her feel slightly sick. 
The way he spoke was fast and yet slurred, like he was trying to push out all the words as quick as possible before taking the next breath. I'm Bally, it's nice to meet you. He stuck out a great big grubby hand. Rose thought he smelt funny, and she suddenly noticed his white shirt was stained, and that he carried a small dagger on his hip. I'm Rose, uh, yes, I'm, I'm new. She shook his hand and unconsciously wiped it on the cushioned chair afterwards. Ballius looked behind her. Uh, hey, Hemo, he said. Hey, Bally, how's everything? Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, well, Mum's, Mum's still pretty ill, but the doctor said it'll clear up soon. Ballius had a big grin on his face, similar to the smile Rose had this morning. Hemo smiled back. That's good, Bally. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, sure. As the students started to walk back out into the courtyard, Rose grabbed Hemero's hand as they stood at the side of the hall. See, that's a friend, isn't it? Ballius, he's hardly here. Either he's ill, or his mother is ill, or someone is ill. His father died, and they used the money he left to buy him a place here as a student. It happens a lot, if you have the cash to spare. Buy your kid a fast ticket to become a chosen. Doesn't matter if you even don't turn up. Well, that doesn't seem fair, does it? I had to work hard to get here. You'd be surprised. It happens more than you think. The Great Hall was almost empty, but Hemero didn't seem to be going anywhere. Shouldn't we be going as well? Rose asked. Go if you want. I want to see what's going on. With the hall empty, Hemero quietly walked towards the side of the stage, looking around carefully as he did so. Rose started to follow him. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, I'll stay. So, Ballius's mother is sick. That's terrible. H- how long for? I think it's been a while. I doubt she'll last much longer. That is a horrible thing to say. And anyway, he said the doctors could clear it up. I know that's what he said, Hemero murmured, as he started to walk towards the corridor by the stage. Something was clearly on his mind. Oh, where are you going? Rose began looking around to see if anyone was watching. I need to speak to Thea, see? Just then they heard a shout coming from one of the offices down the stone corridor. It startled them, and they didn't move in case someone had spotted them. It had gone quiet again, but after a few moments they could hear voices a little way down the hallway. The volume of the voices started to rise again, but it was indecipherable. They kept walking further down the corridor. An argument, maybe? Rose couldn't tell, but they were definitely getting closer to the source. This was it. This was where it was coming from. A sign was on the door in large gold letters. Headmaster's office. Rose clung to Hemro. She wasn't sure this was such a good idea on her first day, but she liked the adventure and wanted to know what was going on. Suddenly, the voice seemed to be right behind the door. We have to get out there and find it right now! Rose couldn't tell who it was, but she was quite sure it wasn't the headmaster. Whomever it was sounded like they were about to open the door. Hemmer and Rose froze, expecting to be caught. We can't. It's too late. You're weak. Just give up. Was that Theus? Rose wasn't sure. The two voices just sounded too similar behind the large door. What do you mean we can't? Oh, Gaia's blood. We will both be dead in little less than a month if the prophecy is true. If? Prophecies are created to be true. Otherwise, they'd only be guesses. Let's face it, the artifact has gone. There you go, then. 
on your head be it. Once the dead army rises, let alone if the Kerr get involved, then all that Gaia has created here will be destroyed. All of it. I thought we decided we would be working together from now on, as allies. Then, said a calm voice, we had better not act without care. Our very existence depends on it. But... And suddenly Theus's voice boomed out like an explosion of sound, that both Rose and Hemero had to shield their ears, for fear they might be damaged. Do not keep questioning my orders, he shouted. I am in charge here now, not you. The voice settled slightly. As low as you can leave, I'm sorry you had to witness that. And take care not to trip up on our little eavesdroppers outside. Rose and Hemero stared at each other. How could he have known? Just then, the door opened, and they saw that on the other side of the room was the spider creature, Aslo, looking quite scared. Was he the other voice? The creature looked incredibly terrifying up close. He had a long nose and squinty eyes with a dark black stubble and buck teeth that made him look absolutely gruesome. His clothing had been adapted to fit his eight long skinny legs that poked out of his tiny, human-shaped body. He wore a dark green suit that got rather scruffy and tatty through years of use, torn and sewn together over and over again. As they quietly left the room, leaving the two children staring at the huge figure of Theus standing in the doorway. Come in, he gestured. As they entered his room, they saw that it was unlike any other room in the school. For a start, it was completely dark. There were sheets covering the windows, blocking out the sun. As they peered around the blackness, they could see that it was messy. Books were left open on the floor, glass beakers broken on the ground, and a strange stale odour filled the air. There were mirrors, clocks, chalk symbols on the wall, candles dotted around to offer mere glimpses of light, and it filled the two of them with complete dread. Rose couldn't believe there was a room of such darkness in a building so full of light. So, I imagine you heard all that... Theus asked as he sat behind a cluttered desk. Yes, sir, they both replied. Well, can't be up now, I suppose. Hmm. No need to worry, though. I know exactly what I'm doing. Theus gave a great laugh that ended with a horrible wet cough. His powerful presence had been somewhat diminished now that they had entered his room. He looked smaller and weaker than before. Neither of them dared to laugh along with him. Well, I have a little job for you two. Theus stood back up and walked slowly towards them, and then seated himself on the front of the desk. I need you to be my eyes and ears within the Valhalla. My guess is someone here had a part to play with this little robbery today, and I want you two to listen out for any information or suspicious behaviour. Yes, sir, replied Rose, but Hemero remained still. Hmm, young Hemero, do you not wish to accept this important mission? I thought you'd be the first to rise to the occasion. I'm not a grass, sir. Theus smiled and patted the young boy in the head. <laughs> Didn't I look after you, Hemero? Wasn't it this Valhalla that took you in after what happened with your village? With your mother? Haven't I brought you up here like one of my own? Yes, sir, but I understand that you wish to make friends here, Hemero, rather than enemies, but you must understand this is very important. If you were to aid us in finding the culprit... Then you'd be more of a hero than, say, Nykax was by trying to stop the intruder. 
Really? Oh, very much so, young man. Then I accept, answered Hemre, with a wide smile covering his little face. <laughs> Off you go, then. Theus watched the two children walk out of the room and listened to them walk down the corridor until he could no longer hear their footsteps, nor any others. Then out of the darkness, in the room, a voice arose. Are you sure he is the boy? Yes, Theus replied. He has to be, or all is lost. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at Legacy of Gaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.